Hey, hey, how you doing? Andrew Varela, behind the barricade with Andrew Varela, coming at you from Buffalo, New York. Uh, joining us today is uh, Jeremy Hayes. He's the uh, He plays Angeros on the show. And uh, anyway, so Jeremy's, uh, Jeremy's graciously agreed to come over at this uh, lovely night in Buffalo. Jeremy, say hi to America. Hey, kids. How are we doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, you weren't talking to me. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so here we are. We're in Buffalo. And uh, it seems like, what's your impression of Buffalo, man? Like have you ever it. been to Buffalo? I, I haven't been to Buffalo. You know, everybody here says that they don't have uh, Midwestern accents, but they do. No, they no. It's something. It's it's a little. It's different. It's different. It's a little more nasal. It is, you know. And occasionally they'll sneak in like a New York thing. And you're like, oh hey, yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is weird. A guy at the guy at the bar we were at last night. He started talking to me, and I thought he was messing with me because I was just like, "Wow, I this is entirely different." It was like he was like a Scottish. It was like that exotic. <laughs> I was barely needed subtitles. I really was watching him. Like, and he was missing a front tooth. Lovely guy. Lovely he was guy. Probably he was probably speaking French. No, no, he wasn't. We're not that close to Canada. Well, we're clo well we are close to Canada. We're like a mile. You know what? I, I didn't ask you for geography lesson, okay? Um, I'm just here for eye candy. You're, you're, you're the eye candy. You're there to give us something to talk about. Um, to keep the, the, the uh, homoerotic tension down between us, really, right, I'd like to right. say. Anyway, so... Nothing can stop that. Nothing can stop that. Because I do look like Susan. You, you, okay, no, okay, anyway, anyway, actually you do, you're, you're, you're a tall, thin guy with blonde, curly hair, and if my, if my wife was a man, she would probably look like you, she wouldn't wear those shoes, though, um, anyway, so dude, let's, let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and, and dive in, so now you're Angeras, yeah, now you are in the Broadway company of this show, right, the Revival, yep. to, the Revival Company? The Revival, yep, the ill-fated Revival, that was good, um, no, but, uh, when did were you, you come on, were you, yeah, were you original? No, I started out as a vacation swing and then I moved into uh, well that's cool it's a good uh, way to do it the permanent swing position yeah yeah, yeah. very swinging cool swinging is hard so you weren't yeah swinging is hard well, tell me about it do you like swing uh, yeah I, I absolutely love but it just, for, just for, for everybody out there a swing is, is sort of like an understudy but for members of the ensemble so while they don't actually go on and do a principal role they have to know well like 11 different tracks yeah. which is you know what an ensemble uh, member does you know, they want, in one scene you're a baker, the next scene you're a prisoner, that kind of thing. You have to keep track of the, the, the track. How many did you cover in uh, Les Mis? Eleven. Yeah, see, eleven, yeah. And I think being a, a swing is like school for Broadway. Yeah. I, I, I learned... I learned. You know what it is? It's, 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 it's like that I never did summer stock. And that, right, that, that, right. that when they have, like, you do a show a week Two or something, something and, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I never did anything like that. But every time I heard about it, I romanticized it for myself. Because right. the fact that you're just doing, you're, you must be working your, your, your ass off trying yeah. to get all those, all those tracks down. And then do shows at night and, like, build sets and rehearse during the day. That, yeah. that must be amazing. I think, like, like when, you're a, when you're a swing, if you, if you, it, keeps you, it keeps you involved. It, it seems like yeah. you a lot of I, brain power involved. I auditioned on a Friday. I got the call on a Sunday night, which is rare, and then I started rehearsal on Monday, and then someone went out, and I went on on Tuesday. Mm. No, so, Liv! You yeah. rehearsed for a day. I rehearsed for a day. I didn't know what I was doing, and I just kind of said a silent prayer and went on stage. How was that? How'd it go? Fine. What track was it? I did Fui the first time. Who's and, that? Uh... Which Fui, one is that? Fui's, uh, Who's that in our ca Oh, so that's Jason Forbach. Yeah, okay, big, gotcha. Big A at the top. And then, uh, and, and then a few days later, someone got someone got hurt or something. I can't remember. 
and I had to do the loud hailer off stage with How's, you know the microphone yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the monitor. The loud hailer is uh, what, what's the line? You with uh, American, listen to this, and then it's done by somebody off stage, right, right, singing into a mic. And it's and it's rough because you're not on stage, so you don't get like that. You know, like you you're looking through. A screen. Did you know, screw it up? Is that what the, is that what we're I getting to? Did you blow it? Up. Did you burn? Did you crash and burn, I dude? It up. Did you, <laughs> can you do it for me? Can you? Can I yeah, see it what was, it is? It was like uh, you know, it's supposed to go. Uh, you at the barricade, listen, listen to this. this, and I went. You at the barricade, listen to this. <laughs> and I could see. Oh, I dude. could see Kevin Stites behind, oh. behind the camera just. Just oh, red oh man, oh I am so sorry. Well, you were like a non-pro that day, yeah, you know? Right. They put you in there. Wait a second, my did third you know? Day. You had to know. You had to know the music though going in, even though you I, you yeah. started rehearsing. Did you like grow up you knowing know, the music? Or oddly enough, what saved my butt in that whole thing was when I was in high school. Our choir did a Les Mis medley, and it's the only way that I knew the tunes. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding? Yep. So and you didn't I, grow up listening to the. The cast yeah, album, like everybody. You know, did. I played baseball when I was a kid, so I didn't, I didn't really get into the whole musical theater thing until much later. Yeah. yeah. But we did this Les Mis medley, and it's, it's the way that I knew. It has a loud hailer in tunes. it. No, that's why I screwed that's up. That's hell of a medley. <laughs> <laughs> if it had just been a medley. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, did you have a solo? I've always wanted to say I, that. Yeah, did you have a solo in it? I did. Uh, well, Fooey's got the big note on top of the barricade. And yeah, then... in, no, in the medley. In the oh, latest oh, medley in, no, in I, high school. Okay, all right. So here's a little back history. Go, my go. History Fill of, my heart. My history of singing, which okay. is about five years long. Yeah. Uh, I could not sing in high school in the first part of college. Could mm -hmm. not. Did not know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And somehow I got into school for music. I, I don't. I really, I really don't know what they were thinking that day. Whenever I auditioned, but I got, I, I, I got in and uh, I learned everything that I, there was to learn for someone who's completely talentless uh, at OCU. And then uh, my my roommate in uh, college, we moved to New York together, and he's a fantastic singer and he taught me how to sing. And man, I I was bad in high school. I was bad, like. Wait, where did you did, go to high school? <clears throat> Holland, oh. Holland Hall School. It's in, uh, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a little uh, private school. And OCU is? OCU is Oklahoma City University oh. in Oklahoma City. Cool. Yeah, so... Uh, so wait, so I, 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 don't, I don't quite understand this. It seems like... Yeah, so, so you're, so you're an actor? You have, you're you're Andre Ross by default because you didn't get into like the accounting program <laughs> no, no, in what? Tulsa? Okay, so I was going to play baseball. This is my life. Right. I know, I know. All right, so I was going to play baseball. Yeah. And Did you, like, uh, tear a rotator cuff or one of those I things? I elongated the tendons in my right arm. <laughs> which basically is, your, is one arm longer than the other? No, well, no, but... Oh, you're a freak! But basically what means is... <laughs> you need a manicure. You, you know, you used to be able to throw a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, and now you throw 82, and uh, that's so it. colleges don't care. Anymore. Yeah, no, I dig so, it. I yeah. dig it. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, I was really lost there for a while. And, Wait, um, what, year did, what year did all that come crashing down? That's got to be, that's uh, got to crush you. Yeah, you know, that was 2000, 2000. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I, 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 I had amazing uh, support at school from uh, the choir director and the acting uh, the acting teacher who actually uh, 
Okay, I'm I'm going to out myself publicly. Wow. Whoa, I, dude, I wasn't ready for this. Seriously, I, I'm, I need another drink. I stuttered, and uh, my acting teacher in high school fixed me. Like? Uh, fixed me. She's a Shakespeare teacher, and... Uh, dude, I want to make this a play. I want to make this a yeah, play right now. And she did. I mean, it was like King's Speech, man. Like, yeah. She fixed me. And uh, so, you know, obviously I found a love for it then, but I was never really much of a, you know, much of... A musician, and uh-huh. uh, so you know, I got into OCU somehow. Like I learned some songs and got in, and then they just kind of, you know, they kind of built me from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, hell, I'm still working on it. I don't know. That's amazing. When that's you a hell Tony, of a story. You have to thank yeah. them that's a hell of a story, man. Absolutely. Ruth, it was Ruth um, Brelsford. She was my Ruth. Yeah. Bre- Ruth my Brelsford. Acting. And how does that change your life? Going, I mean, as, as oh, a stutterer, God. that probably was a That's huge deal. That's a huge deal, no, no, I mean, you know, like, honest, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was uh, that was kind of the beginning of everything for me, I th- like this this new part of my life. Because, uh, you know, I was always artistic and I was always outgoing, but in a much different uh, way. And then whenever I, you know, whenever I wasn't scared to open my mouth anymore, a lot of stuff started happening. I mean, it was it was it was absolutely life changing. You know. Did you did you did you did you find uh, did you find when you you mentioned the King speech a while ago did you find did you really he, feel that movie I cried through the whole thing he he was he was absolutely boy. amazing I don't know if he worked with people with impediments or what it must be hard how do you go, usually is there anybody to teach you to stutter you know there's always people to teach you not to stutter yeah you know that's tough because I I don't know if I could play a stutterer in a movie because. I work so hard with words whenever I'm preparing for something so that I don't stutter that mm-hmm. it would, you know, it'd be reversed. But but uh, he, he was absolutely brilliant in that movie. And the way that they, you know, they handled the whole thing. I mean, it was it was completely accurate. It was completely the uh, emotions that you're going through when you're learning it. You just, you know, you just want to cry out at the world and say, forget it. And I'm just going to live in my room the rest of my life. And, uh-huh. and I mean, it was... Yeah, yeah, that movie was amazing. But, wow. but, but you know, I mean, that's how it is. And you know, there's there's all kinds of uh, there's all kinds of new research and and um, you know hypotheses about why you were you like brutalized by the by do. were you brutalized by your governess as a child, like in the King speech? <laughs> no, well, you know, they say I was told by a speech therapist once that they say that something something happened early on in your development where you. Uh, had a hard time uh, pronouncing a word. Someone called light to it, and then you felt embarrassment. And this is I know this is all like it's not something like, that subtle. Something that right. subtle that affects your and, life. And like that. for some people, you know, their uh, their defense mechanism in their brain holds on to it. So mm-hmm. then every time that they go to speak, their brain thinks, you know, the last time we did this, we were. Embarrassed, so I'm going to prevent you from. No, doing I it. dig it. Yeah, totally. That's, I mean, that's one. Uh, that's one hypothesis. You yeah, know? and for me, I don't feel like it's a. Um, it's a. Uh, uh, a motor thing. Like it's not my tongue. Not you know. Not doing this, or my mm-hmm. larynx not doing this, or whatever. Like yeah. for me, I. I've never felt like that was the case. It's just I want to say something, and I just absolutely can't. Yeah. For, you know, for whatever reason. And you don't feel that 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 never hangs you up on stage. And yeah, you well, never find yourself. Well, it's wanting. I I I have to. Well, I I learned how not to stutter with uh, Shakespeare, 
And so oh, I... Well, 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 it's because did. it's like music. It is, it and is. And so it's kind it's of like trips music, off you know, your like, tongue. Yeah. Right, right. You know, there's lots of famous singers who have uh, impediments and they don't, they, you know, obviously don't when they sing because there's something about how we relax, you know, the brain and then the motor skills and everything and the words just kind of, mm-hmm. we're kind of flow from us. But I, I absolutely approach anytime I ever do a play, uh, a musical with, you know, with dialogue, I approach it as if I'm approaching a song. Like yeah. I, I work it into my voice. And it doesn't mean that I can't make, you know, different choices in rehearsal or this or that or whatever, but like the actual words themselves, I, I, I have to teach myself how to do them, which I guess then destroys, you know, my theory that for me it's not a motor function, but it just isn't. I don't know. It's weird. Well, it's just, it's, it's kind a of a defense mechanism probably almost that yeah. you have created that you have to be on this track. I did a I did a show I, I did the show Cats in Germany yep. in German, and you uh, literally have to learn it as if you're you're staying on this track, and if you fall off yeah. that track, you yeah. know you if yeah. you don't speak the language, uh, and it's you a, have I like a lot that, you know, to be, grab from. Because I I'll give you I'll give you a hundred dollars for one for one show. Ross <laughs> has a stutter. Not a bad one, but just something that makes like Moses had a stutter, something Look. that makes him that sort of figure. You know that. Okay, he'll do it if Javert is gay. Oh, Javert's you know, gay, let me tell you, buddy. <laughs> There's no stuff in that. Yeah, right, I thought Javert was gay. Javert's not, Javert's not gay. Not mine, anyway. Maybe some other ones well, were. No, but no, there have been uh, auditions where I've, I've gotten hung up on a word, you know, or a phrase or something. And what's going through my mind is, oh my god. They think that I'm an alien and this is awful. And, How terrible! Um, and they and they, uh, you know, it's always like, oh yeah, you know that one part, you know, wow, I felt that, you know, felt like that was really honest. And you're like, I was stuttering my ass. I was so you know? yeah, totally. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird. It's and weird. so here you are as an actor doing yeah. this that's thing. Amazing. Man. That's like a I, great triumph. Well, well I, I mean, I think that's why I'm an actor because I, 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 you know, I think. It's it's absolutely the biggest fear in my entire life. Like that 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 is a thing that probably it's it, a big uh, one though. It's it drives, a big one. It drives my life. I think. So but here you are in, a, in, a, so in an industry like where where being front and center, quite literally, of yeah. thousands of people a night, is your job. How do you right. how do you how do you synthesize the two ideas? How do you yeah you, you, you know you made a huge leap. I think a lot of people do that with a lot of different things. I think you know. Um, uh, you know the, the well. The, this is all going to sound really stupid, but like, it's like the um, y- you know, the guy that's in a wheelchair can't walk. It's the only thing he wants to do is walk, and I yeah. think that's the same. You know, I mean, it on nowhere is at the same level. I mean, that like what I no no I understand what, what you're saying. An is it's not, your focus. You know, it becomes your but, focus. Yeah, Some your mountain to climb. Your personal mountain. And I think you know every time that I do an audition or I do uh, a play and. Uh, I do it successfully as far as the, you know, as far as, um, the, uh, uh, impediment goes, I, you know, it's, it's, it's just another, it's another step forward of eradicating it from my life, you know? How did your parents feel about that? They must've been so... You know, my parents were extremely supportive. They've always been very supportive of, of, of anything that I've wanted to do. Um, and they put me in, in, you know, like I had a million pathologists and everything. And it's, it is really, really interesting because, because the pathologist would say, okay, uh, it seems like you have a hard time with STs or a P or, you know, this or whatever. So then 
in your head, every time you look on, you know, you're reading from a book out loud, and there's an st, uh, there's an st word coming up, you freak out. You freak because out. Someone right. has told you you, you have a problem. Are... Right. So, so then I had this really amazing pathologist who, uh, who you know, just said you don't have a stutter. You don't have one. You don't, you don't have problems with certain words. Uh, this, this doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, you know, it was reverse psychology and it helped a whole lot. It sounds like, it sounds like yeah. yours did start when somebody told you something about it. Cause it was like, it was, Who a, knows? It was just a, a, an emotional thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you know it, just it, but it, for it, the record, like... this is actually, this is actually the most substantial podcast <laughs> that we've ever had. This is actually, this is actually some Oprah, Oprah shit going on. So, you well, know, um, this is, this is very cool. No, that's yeah. so great. Well, so listen, yeah. so you would, you would, you would tell anybody, story. anybody that if you, if you have a friend out there that's a stutter or something like yeah. that, go ahead and t tell them that Angeras on the super successful Les Mis national tour is uh, you know had and there's, just got over it and just got through it and there's lots of actors there's uh, I think um, you're gonna out some more James Earl Jones is a famous is James Earl Jones, Jones. stutter Moses like I said Bruce Willis more of I an order Bruce Willis Bruce Willis yeah uh, I uh, now I, I I don't know for sure but Kristen Stewart I'm pretty positive she does I was watching an interview with her on uh, can you tell when someone's a reporter stutter she I mean yeah. She has all the coping mechanisms that I do. You know, she'll go to say one word and then she'll act like she's thinking because she's having a hard time with it, and, and then she'll go to another word. Like, I, I just totally knew, and that she was very uncomfortable. Like she was moving back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's not, she's not really, she's yeah. not really real great in interviews. Right, and I. Watching her, I could be totally wrong. I don't know. Maybe she was high, but, <laughs> but it, well, she probably was high. So <laughs> just let that one. But, yeah, but I, I think. Well, anyway, none of my business. But. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, good for you. Okay, yeah. let's 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 go ahead. Uh, Les Mis. So you're coming into the show. Mm -hmm. You get called in. You, you come in and tell me about tell me about do you have anything interesting having met your experience or was it pretty straightforward? Uh, yeah, you know I. You mean doing this show? Doing Les Mis, yeah, doing this show. To but, be honest, I did not want to do Les Mis again. Okay, great. You're uh, really, really screwing this podcast. I I didn't, <laughs> um, and I thought my time with Les Mis was over. I didn't think that I was right for Andros. I yeah uh, yeah yeah, and they they asked you know, me to come in, and I did, and I felt like I gave a terrible audition, and of course, it's always... <laughs> you are a lunatic, dude. It's always <laughs> Are you on lithium? Yeah. I, I just, you seem... You seem it's all, you know, trouble. but it's always the terrible auditions that you do that Absolutely. you wind up getting, but I had this really bad audition. Well, no, and actually, I take that back. It wasn't that I didn't want to do Les Mis. I didn't want to go on the road, because I'd just gotten engaged, and you know, I had an apartment. And no, life. I get it. I, I get it. Now it's not the time to leave. And I didn't want to go on the road, and I had this horrible audition anyway. And I was like, ah, it's done, whatever. And they called me back, and I was like, what the? What? What? Why me? That was terrible, right? So I go back in. I have a little bit better audition, but not. I I I, I don't really think it was that great either. Uh, but I really worked well with Lawrence. I. I, I felt like he and I really saw Lawrence I, Connor, the director. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I felt like you know we really were on, on the same wavelength, and uh, I wanted to do the fucking play so badly. I, 
just his his idea of what of what he had to say about you know this new piece i got excited about it and then i got scared i was like oh no i'm gonna go on i'm gonna go on tour my little apartment and my dog and you know my wife and my girlfriend now fiance and all this stuff is like yeah, you weren't you know, yeah. right. Yeah, that's scary. Wasn't ready, and this has turned out to be the most amazing experience I could possibly ask for. Really? I mean, yeah. Can I mean, you can you can you open up on that? Well, can you explore that. You know, I mean, we've been successful. We've been incredibly successful, and I think all of us, you know, were a little bit cautious about. Well, okay, I was because the last revival. I felt like it was a good show, but it wasn't received very well. Yeah. So you know. It was oh, like, oh, I see. Well, so yeah, you you your history with shit? your history with Les Mis wasn't necessarily right. the one that Susan and I had, where it was it was exactly. blockbuster. You know, exactly. the, this is actually you know right. this is actually a right. strong show. And yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, you know how it is. Every time we do that curtain call, we're standing right next to each other, and those people are we're going nuts. Out, you know. And it's it is beautiful, you know. And I feel like we're. I feel like we're telling a really good story. Yeah, really good one. And it's a, it's. A, I always said that if I would if I had to do a show for four years, which I did when I did this on Broadway, I'm glad it, it's a show of substance. You know, nothing yeah. against Cats, but I was like, if, you yeah. know, I did Cats for nine months and I was done. Yeah, this show every That's every good. day is a is a an actual piece of art. It you is. Know? It is. So it, it undeniably. It's something to sink your teeth into. Yeah, it has it has, it has yeah, it has gravitas. Yeah. I always say that the, the lame is we done for five hundred years. Like it's gonna right. go it's gonna be right up there with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you also say that we should start food storage and Because the zombies are coming. Because the zombies are coming. You gotta watch out. You gotta watch out. Is this because you don't like Freeze dried beef. <laughs> oh god, that was hard to say. Don't oh ever try. God. Don't ever try to say freeze dried beef. Um, so here, so here, you <laughs> freeze. It's not funny. It's not funny. Oh, no, so, no. so here you are. You're you're doing the show. Do, yeah, do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any funny anecdotes? Tenet will tell you. You had a little bobble on stage. Was that yesterday uh, or today? It was yesterday. Oh yeah. Oh no. When you started, you you didn't sing. Yeah. Wait. We, oh well, yeah, that was so weird. And we were just looking at that. You know, you know what's weird is all the times that I miss lines on stage. It has nothing to do with stuttering, which is really funny. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But last night I said, "Foil, boil their game" or something. Ooh. I don't know what they said. And we'll tonight, spoil their game. Yeah, but I said like you know, we'll albatross their game or something <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> no, I remember. And the thing is, you you are generally you are generally kind of one of those stage anchors. You're sort of a uh, weird thing because. You can keep it together right. when when everybody's starting to laugh. You can keep it together, right, right, but right. there are other times where you can't. Oh, I've seen you are just the you are, worst, you're either good or you're bad. The worst, <laughs> the worst thing that ever happened to me on stage, much less Les Mis after was, the Loud Hailer fiasco. After the Loud Hailer fiasco was, it was man, it was months ago, and it was a uh, uh, rack, You take the watch; they won't attack until it's like Cole Burden is playing uh, rack and we're really good friends. And uh, he's up. He's uh, he's manning all the guns up there. And I look up to him and I say, "Kofarak," and he bites it. Stands up, gets tripped on a board on the barricade, and bites it. Like face plants into the, <laughs> into the rail, bites it. And oh. and of course, you know, of course, it's Cole. He queens out. <laughs> And everybody and everybody starts dying laughing. Uh-huh. Well, well, the you know it's fine for them to laugh because they're all turned up stage. But yeah, I'm the only one looking facing downstage, out, and I cannot keep it together. I mean, I I finished the line like 
Live on the top. And then I think that was the infamous time when I said, I forgot that I had to say Marius Rest because I was, I, I was so out of it. And I go, Marius Rest! <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was by far wow. the worst thing that's ever happened. Wow. Yeah, because you know when you get those giggles and you're just completely out of control. No, dude. Yeah, it's like I, church. Like yeah, a church. Yeah, no, I was, I, was doing a, <laughs> I was doing Happy Days the Musical at Paper Mill mm. in New Jersey. And uh, there was this one thing, there was this one line in it where I had some somebody what oh I it was you know I was gonna I was like five minutes away from killing myself through the whole mm-hmm. thing so I think that uh, you know I, I I busted out laughing when when somebody went up and I fell apart in front of a thousand people and I that's never that's the only time it happened like when I came off stage I was panicked I, know. I was like oh my god that's like a car accident that's like a car but I honestly. I, I'm really sorry I didn't get to see Cole bite it on the barricade. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think that was probably the best thing that's happened so far as far as last. But speaking of you in uh, Paper Mill, when I saw your um, when I saw your Pirates Man, that was like the best performance I've seen in a very long time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm serious. Oh, man. Down. I'm serious. That's very yeah. nice. I can even go on record as saying it was probably the best comedic leading man performance I've ever seen. Whoa. Dude. Wow. Awesome. Eyebrows and all. Eyebrows and all, bro. <laughs> no, it, uh, yeah, no, that, that. The eyebrows got their own bow. They do get yeah. their own bow. I get it. Yeah. No, no, um, no, thanks, dude. I, no, I saw that other one with that other guy. He wasn't very good. Where? Which one? Uh, the one in Boston. The one in Boston? Oh, really? oh was it? It didn't go well? Yeah, I don't know. I, they told me a story. <laughs> I asked, I asked, uh, I asked <laughs> the director. I was like, oh, I heard. You should say that. Yeah. No, I asked the director, um, you know, a little while later on, I was like, how did it go? Like, I said, I heard the, the pirate king was pretty good. And he just looked at me and says, Andrew, the audience gave him the finger. <laughs> so so I, I love that. I think that's kind of, that's kind of a funny thing. Yeah. yeah. And that sucks. Really? Yeah. But thank yeah. you. So, thanks a lot. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. That shows a gift. And they're actually doing it in, in St. Louis, the Muni. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do, questions? let us do 10 questions from oh. Javert. Right. Do we have music for this? Would you like music? There you go. That's a horrible song. It's Herb Albert. Okay. Now, Jeremy. Yeah. What's your middle name? Landon. Wow. Wow. That's very respectful. It fits you. It fits you kind of. Where's it it come from? Relative? I don't know. I think it comes from the Scottish side of the family. I don't know. Somewhere. That's awesome. That's a good name. My dad's middle name is Hosmer. What? How do you say how do you do that? H O S M E R. What is that? Sorry, Dad. Wow. He has light, uh, lightning through my eyes. Thunder and lightning outside. Um, Hosmer. That's Hosmer. I've never I've never heard that. That's like I think I'm gonna name my son that. Hosmer. Yeah. He'll hate you forever. You Just let me tell you that right now. He'll yeah. hate you forever, and he'll get a tattoo Hosmer. really early. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What is the favorite city here that we've been on? That we've been to on the tour. You know, I loved L A. I just, we were just talking about this the other day, and what did I say? Uh, 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 oh, San Antonio. I think I like San Antonio. Really? I liked it a lot. Did you? Yeah, it was like, had that western, you know, thing going on. But you're from Tulsa. Is Tulsa very western-y kind of looking how? No. Tulsa's very, uh, Tulsa's very, like, Midwest, but with, uh, uh, horn rim glasses and coffee shops. You know, you know. Really? Sort of, it's it's kind of cosmopolitan. Really? It is. Tulsa. It is. I've been to 
Tulsa, but I, I think that's her. the I think that's the uh, that's the yeah. quote from this. Tulsa is kind of cosmopolitan. <laughs> right, you gotta have it on the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's Oklahoma. So there's NASCAR and everything else, but but uh, yeah, you know, there's lots of old oil money. Can I just ask you, have you ever been to a NASCAR event? I have not. Okay. I've not. No. You, I want to go. A lot of rodeos. Have you guy, been rodeos? I saw a guy get his ear ripped off. <gasps> by a what? By a bull. Really? He got, he got bucked off. I was 14, maybe. And I went, well, it wasn't a rodeo. It was a bull riding, yeah. I don't know, con, contest in, no, those, someone's, those, in someone's like backyard. <laughs> no, it was a contest, dude. It was rednecks drunk. That's what it was. I hate to tell it to you. It was yeah, a block the, party. The bull, and, and so me me. And my buddy that brought me, we uh, looked for this guy's ear in the sand. Did you find it? No. No. If you found it, you probably would have made a necklace out of it or something (laughs) like that. Something real tasteful. Uh, Oh my gosh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love to go to a rodeo. Would you? I had a chance to go to a bullfight in Spain. I said no. But a rodeo? I'd go to a bullfight. I'd go to a bullfight once. Just once. Just to, yeah. I don't want to see them kill it. Nah, but you know, it's what they do. It's what they do. Anyway. It's history. It's tradition. Yeah, it's yeah. tradition. It's it's a metaphor. Oh, okay, part listen. of that tradition. Okay, there you go. Um, what is number question number four? What is your favorite chain restaurant? Now, this is actually this is actually yeah. a good question because you are a vegan, right? Rather aggressively so, if I might <laughs> if I might say. Basically, yeah, no. Aggressive yeah, vegans. no. That's easy. Uh, aggressive uh, vegan. Yeah, I know. Seriously, <laughs> you are you are like the angriest vegan I've ever met. Right. Right. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's sort of strange. You're you're a move. vegan. You're a vegan in a barbecue body, or a, yeah. something like that. You're a barbecue in a vegan body. I think I like to live my life through juxtaposition. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow, that's so deep. That's, that's too deep. You made somebody told you to say that. You I, think it makes look, you sound smart? I. Uh, you didn't stutter on juxtaposition. I know. I. I will say this. I think vegetarianism and veganism, I think, is the way of the future. And I'm, I'm not saying that to like, ooh, you know, what I do is, you know, good or whatever. I. I really do. I, I think um, Einstein said that that's what veganism makes you condescending. Uh, that's the problem. I, I'm not saying that other diets are uh, inferior. I'm just saying that, I don't know. I think it's sustainable. I think we're living in a world with a whole lot more people than ever before. Mm-hmm. And it's just growing and growing and growing. And yeah. I don't think we can, you know, we can possibly make enough cows to feed everybody eventually. It's wrong. Yeah, that's why. We'll but that's eat. not why I ch- chose to be vegan. But yeah. I think I think that's probably what you all tell yourself when you smell <laughs> bacon. <laughs> that's what you do. You think, oh, you know what? I'm I not going to eat that bacon, and I'm saving the planet. You know, the only the only meat that I kind of find disgusting is chicken. But I still love meat. I Where do you? Love, what, when was the, yeah. Do you actually remember the last time you had some meat? Do you actually have a memory of? Well, meat? okay, I. It's, it, recently, I've I've become more pescatarian than vegan. See, so that I, pisses I, me off too. That's a made up name. Right. That's you just you just it like you, you just make you're just pissing me off. A, one who eats if you went up to vegetables but will eat fish is you know basically what it is. So okay. yeah, so I had fish a few days ago. But the last time that I had red meat or poultry was two and a half years ago. How do you feel? Like that. I feel good. I see no first. It was I hard. feel good isn't really enough hard. reason to give up meat, man. You're like, ah, it feels good. Yeah, you know, I feel good when I do sit-ups, yeah. which I don't do. All right, you know, <laughs> but the, but that's what I think is the interesting thing about it is that I don't think it's like, you know, food is food is food, calories is calories is calories, and 
I don't know. Like, I, I don't think you should feel like you should feel like Superman. Okay. It's food. You know what I mean? I got gotcha. you. It's a choice. Is there anything? Is there anything? It's a conscious that, choice. That, like you know, a meal that you look forward to that you're like, oh, I just ate that baked potato and it was fantastic. Yeah. What gets you off? What, oh, what uh, foodie thing gets you off? Uh, sweet potatoes. I really like sweet potatoes. <laughs> They're so good I like, for you. Yeah. That's I like. Pathetic. Yeah, sweet sounds, potatoes. It sounds so vegan, but I like a good big salad with like quinoa and beans and avocado and and arugula. Yeah, you can you can really trick out a salad. I mean, you really can. You really can. You really can. Okay, I need you to look over here. This is the promo for this podcast. Hey, Andrella behind the barricade with Andrella hanging out with Jeremy Hayes. You wanted him. You got him. <laughs> you look like Dr. Manhattan because your your head looks like it's you know glowing. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan, yo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know the watch? What do I look like? I look like you. Uh, yeah, you look like Susan. Yeah. I'm Dr. Manhattan. You're Susan. There you go. Okay, questions. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're you're a vegan. You're no, you're yeah, a pescatarian. Yeah, yeah. That's so annoying. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forgive you for that word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so wait, what is your favorite chain restaurant? Do we do that? Oh. uh... Um, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, you, uh, I like, I like Cheesecake Factory. Uh, I know that's really, I know that's really. Oh, you can do You're that. You're the first person who didn't say chili. Chili's, yeah, everybody else said chili's. Everybody oh. else says chili's. Yeah, I, I, yeah we, we're. I like chili's. Okay. <laughs> I survived in chili's in college. Oh, eating uh, there? Oh, yeah. You yeah. ate at chili's? Oh, yeah. What did you eat? Well, I mean, I was a vegan man, so I ate, you know, burgers and whatever. I used to get a Monte Cristo a lot at a... Like Chipotle. I like Chipotle. Chipotle. I, I didn't have Chipotle in college. Yeah. Before my time. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Question number five. Yeah. A skill or talent that would surprise you, mm. other than your ear collecting, what, uh, what, what is a skill or talent that you have that, that would surprise you? Uh, surprise people. I'm good with computers. Not... I'm no, surprised at that, surprised. but I feel sorry for you at the same uh, time. Uh, well, you said you were a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a skill. God, this interview is going to so, sound so boring if I say this. No, don't worry. No, you said no, so no, deep no. the entire no, time. No, no, don't worry. I'll manage it. I really, I really, really, really like to read, and I tend to write poetry from time to time. Yeah, you do. Do you want to throw a piece of poetry out real quick? I have a haiku. Mm, go on and I'll see if I can find one. Okay. We'll, we'll come back to it. Read whatever poem is going to make you cry while you read it. Okay. Because I think that would be really cool to make fun of you right after that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I, actually, I actually can recite one of my poems. Okay. Coffee, coffee, you beanie juice. You make me smile, then take a deuce. <laughs> Let's tweet that right now. Wait a second. Now that you've been this is the promo for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeremy Hayes. Coffee, coffee, you beanie juice. <laughs> there's, there's That's more awesome. to it, but I forget. No, I can't no, believe there's not okay, one. No, really. Yeah. Oh, that's actually that's actually a, a that's actually a fine poem. Right. And it right. rhymed, yeah, which you. you know, I I went with the haiku form because it's more free form and it's right. kind of like who right. I am. Right. Do you want to hear my poem? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. I don't want to tell you. I'll tell it to you. Okay. I was, I was at, this isn't the poem. This is the backstory of the poem. I was, yeah. at, I was at a Mr. Softy truck in, in Times Square. <laughs> and it hit me. Boom. Uh, right. Boom. Here it was. Like an artist, he ladles waxy fudge. 
Boom! Haiku! I love it. Haiku up in this That's piece. Right. That's anyway, right. it's not really a haiku, but, uh, you know, it it's still poetry. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, it's you just. It's not a haiku. But anyway, it's my poetry. It's I my own thing. It Tony, are you prolific right? as a poet? No, 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 no. That's actually awesome that you write poetry. I don't mean that to make fun awesome. of you. I, I respect oh, no. that. I mean, I just, you know. I like Who are your one. favorite poet? Do you like a poet? Oh, yeah. Who do you read? Ezra Pound, Walter Butler Yeats, um, Robert Frost. I think is completely underrated. I think he's absolutely, absolutely. Robert Frost is underrated. Probably the best American co poet. I would say he's the best American poet besides Walt Whitman. Okay. Yeah. Actually, um, I have Leaves of, Leaves of Grass on my Kindle. I guess I should read it. Yeah. Robert Frost is my number two. Who's your number yeah. one? Thoreau. He's not Thoreau. a poet. Is he a poet? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he writes poetry. Did he? He's, he's not notable. Known. Okay, now yeah. now I'm now I'm pissed off a pescatarian again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Okay, thank you. Yeah, cool. Okay, uh, question mm -hmm. number six. Mm -hmm. What scares you? Oh, I'm scared of zombies. Uh, what scares you? Elevators. Whoa! Really? Dude, on yeah. tour you must be in hell. I well, I hate flying and I hate elevators. I um, I have bad dreams about elevators all the time. I'm gonna have to have this psychoanalyzed. I have. I have really weird dreams that elevators... Do you stutter in elevators? That would be an indicator. <laughs> let's, suppose, let's have a, com have a conversation in there with you. And then the exorcist girl gets might, <laughs> I, might, I might fix you, fix you right uh, there. No, like, um, I have dreams all the times about... Uh, all the times? That's Oklahoma. Uh, about <laughs> elevators that go outside of the building and then go, like, laterally and then to... The Wonkavator. You, can you be in the Wonkavator? You fear the Wonkavator, man. And there's something like the overall feeling of the phobia. dream is, is that, like, they're not safe and it's, like, it's very... It's very treacherous. I've dreamed all so the time. So that's the but for the dreams. But when you have panic attacks, when you actually ride elevators, I don't like it when you get on and they do that like extra like bump bump. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Oh, you know, it's like, what are you? Uh, I mean, that's yeah. my it's my fondest hope you know, that I'm in an elevator when you freak out. Angel Heart. No, so. it's it's from the '80s. Uh -huh. It's a Robert De Niro, uh, Mickey uh -huh. Rourke thing. Look it up because the elevator is a metaphor, is a life metaphor. It's a it's a Ooh. creepy movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's kind of Lisa Bonet. Classic. Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet. Uh, anyway. Airplanes are the same way. I think it's a lack of control. I think you're just sitting back there and you're defying gravity and it's and, and it's just, hmm. this shouldn't be happening and someone else is in charge. No, I, I get it. Well, but, but, you know, uh, yeah, Air, airplanes are safer than driving a car, though. I mean, you have right. to statistics. I tell myself that all the time. That's why I do that every day. Although, last night, I didn't tell you this, but when, last flo when we flew in, uh, when we flew recently. Are you going to tell me something horrifying right yeah, now? Yeah, totally. Oh, oh. Anyway, uh, the... Uh, the plane, like we hit a bit of turbulence, and I actually felt the wall like come in and push me on the. Because I always, I always have a window seat. I'm Weird. a window seat guy, Weird. and the wall just kind of pushed on my face, and, I was, and it was fine. It flexed, but right. I was just kind of like, "We're all gonna die in one of these right. one day." Right. I mean, that's just yeah. the way it is. If you took an airplane, I, I heard the statistic. Ooh. If you took an airplane and shrank it down to the size of a football, uh -huh. it would it, its walls would be as thin as tinfoil, like you know, just 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 wow. metaphoric. Wow. Right, right. So there you go. I don't mm. like that metaphor. It's a good one. I think it's it, it helps me because I love tinfoil metaphors. Our My fiance's mom is a flight attendant, and, and she tells me, you know, she's like, I've been flying, you know, for twenty five years, and this, and you know, and I, I've only had this experience once, and this, and this, and this, but I still, I just can't handle it. Does she does she talk about it being a safe thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, only had honestly in twenty five years of her flying four five times a week, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all day. Mm -hmm. uh, she's only had a couple of stories with like. It's just some really bad turbulence, you know, yeah. for like people 
supply that other seat. <laughs> I, a friend I, of mine I, was coming back from the, the bathroom on the plane, and they hit turbulence so bad that she flew down the aisle, and all the yeah. oxygen masks dropped. Oof. But she said she feels like now yeah. she's pre-disaster. I would agree. Right. I would yeah. agree with like that assessment. Like that's right. as bad as it's ever going to get. Okay, so elevators. Mm. Yeah. And airplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to question number seven. Mm -hmm. What fictional or historical figure would you like to have dinner with? And eat fish. Mm. <laughs> um, Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Do I know who Kurt Vonnegut uh, well, is? Sorry. Well, you know, you know, you know well, honestly, you know, some... you, no, I just stop. Uh, <laughs> nothing. I don't Kurt want to talk Vonnegut. about it. He asked me, "Do you know who that is, Kurt Vonnegut?" Well, I mean, like, so... oh, is he do that book stuff? Does he write those books <laughs> that I see in the library? Yeah. No. So oh, Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. yeah. Did he just die? He did. Okay. Two thousand nine, maybe two thousand ten. Wait, Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Kurt Vonnegut. Is that the same guy? Uh, who, who wrote the... Uh, well, he might go by Junior. I don't know. I know. Kurt Vonnegut Jr. is the one who was in... Um, oh, yeah. Back to school. Back to school. Yeah. Uh, no, that was him. Yeah. That was him. I thought it was J.D. Salinger. Uh -uh, it was Kurt Vonnegut. J.D. Salinger still alive? I, no, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Who wrote Lord of the Flies? Uh, J.D. Salinger. Yeah. For real? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. And, but he also wrote uh, Catcher on the Rye. Yeah. He also wrote... Boom, boom. Two big books right there, huh? I bet he has a nice house. Anyway, writing them books. Okay, here, now question number eight. All right. I'm bringing it down. I'm bringing it right here. Okay. Do you think Kurt Vonnegut would be disappointed with the menu that you picked for the dinner that you had with him? Because he loves. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just feel like. If I'm like, oh my god, here I am. Let me eat this kid. I'm eating. I'm eating beans. Hold on, I'd be like, this, this I, isn't cool. I have a feeling Kurt Vonnegut's a vegetarian. Oh, don't do it now. Don't do it now. Yeah, I have a feeling Kurt Vonnegut's a vegetarian. You know, we could do, go on Twitter right now and find that out. Okay. Okay. Question number eight. Yep. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what? So is Hitler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something you would tell your younger self, your teenage self. You know, back when you have all those uh, all those emotions going flippity crazy, yeah. And you're, you know, you're. How old yeah. are you now? Are you thirty? Thirty. Okay. Your mom was right. Uh, oh, that's and, so sweet. And chill out. I think. Chill out. That's good. That's good. I, I, I would imagine that my older self would tell me that now. So I think it's an ongoing. You just thing. gotta keep chilling out. Yeah. Your mom's still right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You think your mom will listen to this? Uh, no. My mother's passed away, but, but, uh... I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. But, uh, yeah, she was absolutely right about everything. And she shouldn't have been, because moms shouldn't know that much information, but they do. You know what I mean? Like, they just, they just know it. Yeah. Dad was, too. I had amazing parents. I really, really... Are you an orphan? Huh? Are you an orphan now? Uh, no, no. Dad's still alive. Yeah, okay. no, my dad's still alive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I had absolutely amazing parents. And they were absolutely right about everything. So I was very lucky. Well, look at that. Wow. So yeah. you're a dreamboat. You know that. I mean, you're a vegetarian yeah. who loves his parents. <laughs> and who played baseball. It's like you're America. Uh, uh, except for all that. Broadway. Right, right. So there's really nothing to complain about. But yet there's always, there's always something to complain about. You know what I mean? Well, the trick is, a lot, the trick is a lot worse. The trick is to have a lot to be thankful for. You end up taking That's the right. energy where you figure out what's wrong and you spend out all the time thinking about what's right. That's right. That's how you make it work. 
Well, and then you eat bacon. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm lacking in my duties. Slacking in my but duties. But the, 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 the engineer, my, the sound engineer mm -hmm. is uh, doing this right now. So, well, anyway, Jerem, go ahead, kick it. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Okay, pop it in. There. Okay. Well, Jeremy Hayes, this has certainly been re revelatory. Because <laughs> I've never liked you up until this moment. <laughs> um, thank you for coming to Behind the Barricade. Yeah. I'm really glad to have you here, bro. And, uh, you yeah, know. Great time. This is fun. Did you have a good time? Yeah, let's do it again. No. Let's do it. No. Let's I don't do a think podcast so. reprise. Okay. That would be great. All right. Well, okay. We're working on something like that. Right? Do that anyway. in Boston. Yeah. There you go. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, K Mag Yo Yo.